Last time we had the wonderful, great privilege of hearing from Coco, a 13-year-old who is guiding other people. And this time, stay tuned because we have her mother with us next. This is a woman who is parenting in a way that is really just remarkable. I'm in awe. Her children have gone through so much and she openly talks to them and they heal together and they make it a part of their everyday lives. And I'm so excited for everybody to learn and listen to Denise Mercer. Do you ever think that you're running your life on autopilot? Well, that was me. For over 40 years, I was dealing with a past childhood trauma that hadn't been fully addressed. Even though I had gone to therapy and I've done different methods of healing, there was something missing and I felt incomplete. And then a couple of years ago, I realized what the answer was. My name is Lynn and I'm here to help you advance your healing to a brand new level where you can fully embrace the femininity and beautiful, sexy mama who you are. And I want to share that with you through this podcast. Myself and my guests are going to inspire you with our stories of our healing and how we have truly triumphed after trauma. Today we have a powerhouse of a woman. We have Denise Mercer here. Hey, Denise. Hello, how are you? Good, good. I'm so happy to have you here. And we met, I think, just on Facebook. And I was, I was really surprised because I was kind of interested. You had this group that you told me about. Hey, please check it out. And I did, and it's called Coffee and Cocoa. And she was doing some lives with her cute daughter, her preteen. And I was so impressed. And I I had to ask her, okay, what is this? What are you doing? So listeners, I'm so excited that you have this chance to meet with Denise. And she really is a powerhouse. And I can't wait for you to, to get to know her better. And we will have her daughter on as well on another episode. So hold tight. So Denise, I would like to know what is coffee and cocoa? Not the drinks. <laughs> yes, I know. Right? Well, coffee and cocoa came about um, just a couple months ago, but our goals are to raise education and awareness about abuse. We um, focus on all abuse, but of course our passion because of what we've been through is um, what I just try to refer to as CSA, but it's child sexual abuse. And um, so we just try to bring uh, education and awareness. And we also share guests on our stories um, so that people can find somebody that they connect to. So, and our big goal is to encourage others to find their voice. And so, because finding your voice is, is what brings, you know, the change and the freedom to live and be who you are. So it's just huge passion in our house. (laughs) Oh my goodness. And you were doing this with your daughter and yes. she, she was a victim. And this is, this is a really, really huge thing. Um, I don't think I know anyone else besides you where you openly are supportive. There's nothing hidden and you can talk and you're, you have a mission to help people. It's phenomenal. It really is. 
Well, thank you. I mean, my whole life, you know, has always been about helping others. And um, of course that got me into bad situations because I didn't know, I didn't have proper healthy boundaries myself from growing up. And so, you know, my kids and I have had to learn a lot together and um, coffee and cocoa, like you said, it's with my daughter. Um, I do have five children actually. Um, Coco um, is the oldest girl of three girls, but, um, and she's soon to be 13. So, <laughs> but she is wisdom beyond wisdom. And, um, you know, it's been a devastating journey, you know, um, obviously as a mom, that's the last thing you ever want to do is hear that your child has been hurt. And it wasn't just Coco. Unfortunately, it was four of my kids. Um, so when trauma hit my world, it hit times five, myself and my four children. And there were days I didn't even know, you know, taking a shower, like I'd take a shower three days later. I was just trying to survive. And I just had no idea the toxicity that I was living in for so long. And, um, but coffee and Coco came about because Coco's always had a dream since she was in the third grade. And, um, when we were traveling down the road from school to her counseling session, she wanted everyone to have a Miss Rebecca, which was the name of her counselor. And the person that had helped her finally begin to open up and talk about what happened. And the person who gave her a real smile, my daughter and I both have smiled from the time we were born, but it's a real smile now. It's not fake, it's real and it's to the core. So, so Coca had this dream of everyone and um, having a counselor and it's, I guess coffee and cocoa is just so special to our house because we know all the trauma that we've had to overcome to get there. And now, you know, our mission is to encourage others. We know what freedom is and we don't want anyone to stay in that dark zone. So just oh, pass it on. Wow. I, I just, I'm really blown away. Um, how beautiful that you, number one, have this relationship with her with um, Coco. And then the other is that you, before we even started, Denise, you were saying that you were the happiest that you've ever been in your whole life. I am. <laughs> I am. I, Tell me about it. It's, the, you know, to, to end up in a situation, of course, nobody ever dreams about going through what I've had to walk through. Nobody sits, you know, when I was a young kid, I'd, it's not like you sign up for this kind of journey or this kind of story. Um, but it is the one that I, I get to walk. And um, so after living for, for so long, um, trying to please the world or trying to be somebody that I wasn't, or I am the most comfortable I've ever been in my own skin. I, I love who I am today. <laughs> and even though, you know, I have a friend, if she's listening, um, you know, she said when I was still going through a lot, it was a, you know, it was $800 a month of counseling help for, for PTSD for my children and myself, for three of them and myself. So I was a hot mess. And then I got elevated to a spicy disaster. And I love it because the disaster is what's brought about the happiness. And, you know, I never would have signed up. There was many times I was on my knees thinking I can't take any more this is so painful. And, and there's still parts of it today that are extremely painful. We still have a huge empty uh, 
heart or hole in our heart. Um, but at the same token, there's so much peace and learning to let go and I'm not in control and um, just the freedom to be in the moment, you know, um, I've, I've never been, it's like, I, I'll tell my age here because I'm not ashamed, but turning 45 has been like the greatest thing that has happened a couple months ago. And it's oh. just, I, I love just everything I get to do now. I get to do because I want to do, not because I think somebody else expects it. I get to follow my heart. And, and like you said, the relationship with Coco, it's like the relationships I get to have with my children is it's so authentic. It's so real. And, you know, we've, we've had to cover big topics that I never thought I would talk to my children. I never realized the conversations, the words that have had to be, you know, used in our home as far as identifying um, parts of the body or using correct words or the word <laughs> perpetrator, you know, like those were words that I just didn't think I'd ever have a conversation or use in my daily language with my kids. But what I've learned is how important it is. And yeah, and some some of them are really, they were really young young kids when you had to start talking about these these topics that are definitely not appropriate for children but necessary. Yeah, I remember a time when Coco was actually, I think she was in the second grade, and like you said, she's a preteen. She's going to turn thirteen here soon, so that's pretty exciting. But I mean, I remember being under her bed with her, like under the bed, and just crying that it's not that Mama didn't care; it's that Mama didn't know. And so I basically, the kids I thought I had, and the kids that I had raised and been a part of, it we had to, you know, the perpetrator had done so much damage to what their minds were. So we had to develop a trust and, and that, that, that I thought we had, but it was very um, confused in their world. Oh, for sure. So, wow. yeah. And, and almost as if you had to start all over yes, like a new birth. Oh yes. Like, yeah. and it was immediate. Like I said, when, when a trauma came into our house, it was magnified and I had behaviors coming out of four children that I had never seen before. Um, but you know, they talk about the safety that I provided that gave them the ability to talk, you know? And of course so, I, I give credit to the amazing counselors that we've had. We've had some outstanding counselors that have helped us through and recover from, you know, PTSD. You don't think about children and PTSD, but it's so common, you know? and abuse, it's so common, unfortunately. Denise, you knew, um, you know, you found out and then you realized some things, these awful things had have been happening for a few years. And I'm really just in awe that, um, you know, you're in a different position than a lot of other moms where many times they never find out until years later. Yeah. Um, I really want listeners to know as a mother, as a parent, when you find that out and you have been able to provide a safe place where your children can, you know, they obviously like act out. They had to release. They had, there was all that confusion. I totally understand that. Um, just all that confusion and 
where you fit in, like your role as a mother, because that had to evolve as well. You were at one point, one person, then when all this came out, then your role role had to, you had to do some shifts. Um, the thing I'd really like for you to talk on is if you could share with listeners how you were able to help your children and feel safe. You did touch on the counselors. What did you do? What did they tell you? Because that is a really beautiful thing. Well, I think the thing that first and foremost is, you know, I didn't know this. I didn't know the situation I was in, you know, and I had lived it for 15 years. So as hard as it is, and I wasn't always good at it, but focusing on myself, I had to also get healthy with my boundaries and everything else in order to help them. So even though I was going through it with them and strengthening my boundaries and stuff, but you're right, it was a completely different shift. I thought, I always felt like I had a wonderful relationship and I th- with my kids and I think most people saw, felt that too. And so when those behaviors came out, I mean, they're, it's like, um, I mean, it's like a bomb going off. And in the beginning, it was, you know, 40 of them a day. And it's all you can do to hang on emotionally. And so having to kind of walk the line between keeping um, keeping the boundaries and like, I am the mother and this is that, but also letting them be able to get it out, as you said. I mean, I've I've been face to face. I've been, you know, on the, I've, I've laid under beds. I've cried. I've whatever it took in the situation. And I learned along the way and I was never ashamed. Well, let me take that back. I did walk with much shame, guilt, and blame when I first found out. And when I first found out, the only thing I knew is that it was connected to a certain individual that my children were displaying these sexualized behaviors and um, anger and that it was somehow inappropriate in a sexual way. That's all I knew for years, but I couldn't prove anything and nobody would speak. Nobody would speak. So I didn't know what happened because it was happened out of my sight. So having to learn that and then, you know, I've had to hear stories that nobody should ever have to listen to. First of all, that no child should ever have to speak. And I've had to hear you know, and no mother, or I don't even want to say mother, because it happens the other way too. And that no parent or no loving guardian or no loving, caring friend, whatever should have to hear. I've had to hear that come from my own children. So, you know, we learned lots of great techniques. I, um, I, my head be, was so down, but then it became up and up and up that I didn't do these things. And so it's not my problem, you know, I didn't cause it, but just really giving them the strength to speak and just try to be in each situation. But there were times where I would go into the counselor, either their counselor or mine and talk about how I handled the situation and like, Ooh, I screwed up, you know, because I cut, you know, I remember one time with one of my daughters, it wasn't Coco, but trying to protect her, I, I kind of stepped over a conversation where she wouldn't have to answer something to appear Mm. where I should have closed my mouth and let her do what she needed to do. And so, so I remember talking about that with her counselor. Like I, I did it wrong, didn't I? And, 
and getting tips for the next thing. So I think the biggest thing is I've always searched for help or no, I don't like to ask for help, but I've always been willing to read, to learn, to, you know, seek guidance from people that have more knowledge than I do. And, and they carried me and they brought me and they taught me. <laughs> wow. One so. thing I love from you that is really speaking to me is that you saw your own mistakes and you were willing to shift and change yeah. and you took the pride out of it because yeah. you could have blamed and blamed and blamed and blamed, but you became a partner with your children in their healing. And also it was so necessary for you too, because oh, yeah. you've had to do your own healing as well. Yes. So we've had to heal together. And that's what, you know, I, I am blessed. And I always say that I am blessed to be their mom. Like they call me mom. Like they're so amazing to me. Um, but I, I often get comments about my children and how amazing they are. And, you know, I'm like, I think so too, but why do you say that? And somebody put it into words that there is a, I asked him, I said, why do people say this to me? Are, are other children, you know, not the same? But somebody said, um, you have such a deep connection with them, but yet they still respect you. And so they, that was what they saw. And so, you know, I, I'm just very blessed that, but, you know, I, it wouldn't have happened. It wouldn't have happened had it not been for the story. You know, it wouldn't have happened had it not been for the pain. It wouldn't have happened had we not gone through all that awful. But, you know, I'm the person they trust. I'm the person they go to. I love that they, you know, and, and our house is so open. And that's another thing with our coffee and cocoa is encouraging trusted relationships. As I said, I've laid under the bed with my kid with cocoa and been in tears trying to explain to her and for her to understand that it was never that I didn't care. It was that I didn't know. And so, you know, they explained to me one time that it's like Santa Claus. Kids believe in Santa Claus and they, they believe that I had the power to see, you know, like, Santa sees, when, sees you when you're sleeping, Santa sees you, you know, and so they, they get this idea as children that I know everything and I see everything. So they think mama knows and sees. Oh, true. I see what you're like, saying. So they thought, you know, in their mind and not only stuff that they were told um, and things like that, in their mind, I didn't care. And, and I was okay with these things when never was that the case, but that's what, you know, there's so much to grooming that goes on, but, but I think the bottom line for people like me that have had to walk through this, first of all, is recognizing that I didn't do these things to my children. I didn't. So I can't, I, even though I'm sure you will carry the blame at first, but you have to shed that blame because it's not mine. Just like it's not my kid's fault. It, mm -hmm. it wasn't their fault. So you have to give that blame back to where it goes. Right. But then, you know, being, just keep working through it. And there was something else I was going to say there, and I kind of lost my train of thought. But, you know, it's just so big on giving that blame back to where it goes and, and moving forward and, re, and, and, and like you said, it was rebuilding. It, every bit of it was rebuilding. And it was shattering, but, you know, but without it, coffee and cocoa wouldn't be here today. 
And I guess that's the other thing that is so wonderful about coffee and cocoa to me is that one, I get to work alongside my children. You know, Coco's the one right here on the front line with me, but she has siblings that are behind the camera. Mm. So, you know, it's our passion. And, and so to be able to have my kids as my coworkers now and to have this as I wanted to stop and we had a little meeting about it. And my kids said this, if we don't do it, who will? You know, and so oh. I'm like, oh, okay, you know, so I have to face my fears because they, because of their passion too. And so wow. it causes me to step out. I, I've had to face fears for years in order to do everything I could once I figured things out. But right. I'll tell you this, the system was no, was the system was, is broken and it's horrific what victims go through. Um, to the system even was blaming me or this and and in the beginning I think that's the other hard part I was so deeply affected and had so much PTSD that I didn't present well this is I couldn't make it through oh. two words of the story without crying I oh had, yeah I can imagine so I I appeared crazy probably to people but yet you know it so it's taken me those times to work through those things and and now they know like and they agree but you know and um they've left me with the words and and so i know that they all know but you know sometimes justice doesn't get served like that and that's okay because healing is the most important healing is the most important and forgiveness yeah. forgiveness and you know being able to move past and thrive because yeah. nobody can take that from you. Nobody can give it to you. You have to earn it. And, and you're the one that's benefiting. Right. So that's right. beautiful. Thank you. And I'm, I'm so impressed. And I, I'm excited to, to continue this conversation. So please tell our listeners, Denise. I, you know, I encourage our listeners to help Denise with this effort. Because, man, how amazing for Coco and her siblings to want other children to have a voice. It's amazing. How can people help you out? Well, you can find us on Facebook. You can also, um, I guess the easiest place to first connect is our website, which is um, coffeeandcoco.com, coffee-andcoco.com. And um, you can go there and you can hit the donate now button. But um, and so we encourage that. We have our $10 Tuesdays where we encourage people to donate $10. And the biggest dream in our heart is to paint this country teal. And so I have our teal shirts on, our coffee and cocoa. And on the back, they say, find your voice. So we get out there on Fridays and encourage the world to begin to wear teal, especially on Fridays, so that those that are still in silence begin to see that there's an army um, of Angel Lotties supporting them. You know, so it's just a silent message that maybe somebody in a grocery store might see somebody in a might see you out at Walmart or wherever. And, um, they might be that close and it's just what they need. So we want to begin to see teal everywhere. We want to know, we want victims to know that silence isn't the answer. That's only what the abuser and the perpetrator wants you to believe that silence is the answer. Silence oh, is death. Yep. Silence is, is death. And finding your voice is freedom. And so, but you can go to coffeeandcoco.com and um, you can find us. And yes, you can see Coco. And uh, I, I couldn't be more proud to, to be her mother 
all of them. I'm, I'm proud of each of them, but um, it's just so fun to kind of do the show with her. And um, we, we hit some pretty tough subjects and I always check with her afterwards, but she's, she, she feels most comfortable too. She loves hearing the different stories and the different inspiration because they're people that understand what she's walked through. So yeah, she's you know, not alone. Right. She's not alone. And it's like, we're, we want to open this world for all victims to see you're not alone. You know, we all can triumph. We all have this in us. We have this power that is greater than us. But I can tell you, there's, it wasn't that many years ago that I was on my knees, like face down. I can't take anymore. And, and here's coffee and cocoa going out there to say, you know, Hey, we don't care what you say. We're not stopping. So it's, totally different, totally different where I was to where Wow. Wow. It has been just a privilege to converse with you here and get to know your story and listeners. Am I right or what? She is a powerhouse. Thank you so much, Denise, for being here. They can um, contact us at www.coffee-and dash coco.com is probably the easiest way we have a donate button there people can donate um, which we greatly appreciate because it it just helps us keep going and um, you can also get your find your voice t-shirts um, our goal is to paint the country teal and so we've been doing a lot from the east coast to the west coast and uh, we encourage everyone to wear find your voice shirts fri on fridays so we would love for you to um, hit the donate button and also grab your shirt Oh, wonderful. And you know, Denise, I didn't know that teal was a specific color for abuse. It, I, I actually did see on a list um, one time that teal was um, related to um, the abuse. And I think it's child sexual abuse. But that's not why we picked teal. Coco picked teal because that's her favorite color. And okay. so that's how the teal happened. Um, and so then, but we have the find your voice on the back and we have coffee and cocoa on the front, and um, we just hope that I wanted, you know, to save money, I was going to take the, the back off, but then I was like, you know, somebody might be in a grocery store, somebody might be in Walmart, somebody might be wherever, and they're going to see those three words, and it's going to be at the moment that they need to see them, so we try to encourage everyone, Coco and her siblings and myself, we go out on a lot of Friday nights from five to seven to different locations, and we just set up a table, and people are so just we victims, there's always somebody who comes up and shares their story um, oh. and lets us know that, that, and just people encouraging it. So, um, so we have what we call find your voice Friday. And um, we just want to see the whole country, you know, join together. We want perpetrators, perpetrators and abusers. They use silence to, so that they can keep going. Right. And so we want people to find their voice because like I said before, um, you know, silence is death. And when we don't speak, we're in the dark. And it's not until you find your voice. And that's what Coco learned in the third grade. When she found her voice, she found freedom and she wanted everyone to have that gift. So. Wow. What a privilege to have you. Thank you so much. Thank you, Lynn Ann. You know, family relationships can be really, really tough sometimes. Things can be going great, and then other times there's just something that happens, and wow. We don't want to be around people. We don't want to forgive. 
um, you know, why should we forgive? It was their fault. They did it. Well, our next guest has had a lot of trauma, a lot of difficulty with her father and some with her mother growing up. And it's really enlightening to hear her forgiveness and also her take on changing the story that you tell yourself. We are so privileged to have Marisa Ferreira. I think it's awesome that you've spent the time with us today. And, you know, my guests and I, we have been through a lot to heal our trauma and to get to where we are today. And I hope that you've been inspired. Please be sure to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Don't forget to share it with other women who you know are looking for some more resources to help them along their healing journey. Also, go to our website, thesexymama.com, where you have an opportunity to book a call with me where we can talk together. I can assess where you are in your healing journey to see if there's more that I can do for you. And we have a private Facebook group, which is an amazing resource for you, for women only. It's called Triumph After Trauma, and I will catch you next time.